I see the light! I see the light! And the light is at the end of a tunnel! And the tunnel leads to a stage! And the light is coming up on the stage! Yes! It's happened. Shays announced that they're going to open in September and even more importantly, Road Less Traveled Productions is opening November 4th with Hand to God. It's, it's, it's great news. It's, I'll tell you, if it's not the first, it's one of the first of the local theaters to announce their reopening plans. And I give them a lot of credit because they were the first ones to close. And now they're one of the first ones to open up again. So, oh man, I am looking forward to this and maybe even getting myself on the stage again and speaking. Well, really, we don't care about that. But this is exciting news. The, the light is on at the end of the tunnel, and we can see it, and we're approaching it, and it's it's going to be exciting. Oh, hi, this is Pete Pomisano, and this is RLTP's Off-Road Podcast. Thank you once again for joining me here on Off-Road. Listen, I've got three fascinating people to talk to you this week, and well, the first one I'll, I'll remain will remain a little bit of a surprise. It's my mystery guest. It's a surprise guest. You'll find out when you hear from her, a lovely woman, one of my dearest friends. You'll hear from her shortly. But first, I want to tell you about our main interview this week. And if you got last week's Buffalo News, last Thursday, a big article about an incredible business that's going bananas here in Buffalo, Buffalo Film Works. You've never heard of them. But they have been doing incredible work here, almost by accident. And you're going to hear how it happened. But we have, we have world-quality film studios in Buffalo right now. And their clients are everyone from, I don't know, Paramount. I mean, they're all the big boys. All the big boys are here. And the people who did Quiet Place 2 that's finally coming out this May. The people who did Quiet Place 2, a lot of that was filmed at Buffalo Filmworks. So I have Jennifer O'Neill and George Pitas to talk to you about how all of this came about almost by, by accident. Talk about a lucky turn of events. And, and don't get me wrong, it's, there was a lot of hard work involved, but Buffalo Filmworks is going to put Buffalo at the center of the TV and movie and video production world. Take my word for it. You heard it here first. Well, maybe you heard it somewhere else as well. But I'm telling you, this is very exciting. Can you tell I'm very excited about this? Well, I am. People are discovering Buffalo. And yes, I'm finally going to give you a little bit more information about what this, this ticking clock or this ticking time bomb, and in my mind, it certainly has exploded into something huge. I'll tell you more about that. So we'll get rid of the clock for now. And bring on my first guest. It's Ms. Lisa Vitrano. You know her. You've seen her in Shakespeare's stage. You've seen her on Road Less Traveled stage. You've seen her on a lot of stages. Lisa Vitrano, here on Off-Road. How have you been doing? What's going on with you? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> like... It seems like everything. I feel like I've been busier than ever in a weird way. Isn't um, that strange? Yeah. Yeah. Well, once I decided to um, 
to create this website for our, um, we casually sold crystals and minerals and fossils and jewelry and that. Let me do a quick promotion. What's it called? Oh, um, well, it's called Feel Good Rocks and we're at feelgoodrocks.com. <laughs> And, yeah, is, is it my imagination, or is there a sort of a double entendre going on? Uh, it can be feel good rocks <laughs> and feel good rocks, you know, and just feel good rocks. Here's the thing: I used to sell my jewelry under just feels good jewelry, and then mm -hmm. it became just feels good jewelry and crystals, and that was sort of the thing that we would sell under. We had a you know a sign that said that, and so we kind of, and then I said. I can't make a website. The name is too long. Yeah. You know, I gotta, it's gotta be something. So I just went, I, I looked up feel good rocks and it wasn't taken. So I said, there we are. That's it. It's feel good. Well, rocks. That's, well, that's perfect. That's really perfect. It, it worked out pretty well. So I wish you the best of luck on that. Thank you. I like, honestly, I don't have any horror stories. Well, actually I do have one. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. It was it was at the alleyway. This was a long time ago, mm -hmm. and we had this running gag where um, I would kiss Dan. My character was a prostitute. She would I would kiss Dan Sheffield and then slap him, and it was a kind of a running gag throughout. And the last time we had them tied up, ready to die and be eaten by the condors, and I'm about to go in for my last kiss and slap. Well, Dennis was sitting on the other side of the well. We had them tied up on this well, and he was on the other side, and they were wearing these big plastic helmets like Canadian Mounties with the big pointy things sticking out. So that night, for some reason, he happened to be leaning way back, and I went in for the kiss, and the point of his, uh, of his helmet went right into my forehead, and I felt it, and I saw stars, and I kissed Dan really, really hard and really long, and then I pulled back, and I could feel it. The blood start dripping. <laughs> and he looked at me in horror. He was like, as all the blood was dripping down my face. Oh, and head wounds like that, they just... <laughs> They bleed so profusely, it's like you've been impaled, yeah, even though yeah. it was probably not that deep, but even no, so. it was not that deep at all. It was just, yeah, it was just enough to, like, make it bleed. And it's funny, because I had the scar for years at, at what point in the, in the show? It was right before the end. It was oh, right before the end. Yeah, it was like my last, I think it was my my last scene. So yeah, that was like my final exit. But I had to wait because it was a false exit. Like, you know, kiss, slap, and then we're like, ha ha ha, off we go. But then there was like, but wait. And then there was more, and then we left. So <laughs> meanwhile, I'm like standing there all like, mm, all blood's dripping down my face. Did you, did you think anybody in the audience thought that it was part of the show? I don't know. I, I mean, know. could it have? Could it have been? Is there any reason why your head should start bleeding at that point? <laughs> no, no, no other reason other than the fact that uh, the other actor was just leaning way too far back. <laughs> so bad, bad Peruvians don't necessarily bleed from the forehead. Oh no, no uh, it, it wasn't part of the script. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It oh right. well, that's a great that's a great story. Well, you know, the first time I ever saw you, did I ever tell you this story? First time I ever saw you, you were doing The Crucible at the Cavanoke. And my God, I mean, I'm not just blowing smoke here, but I thought you were spectacular. You were a kid. 
Yeah, I was then. 23. And that was like the third professional show I had ever done. Was was that a good experience for you? Uh, not 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 at the Kavanaugh necessarily, but that role, that play. It was exciting because everything was so new. You know, once I started, it, like I said, it was the third show I had done, and uh -huh. I had been cast in it before I actually did my second show. So, you know, like suddenly there's press and there's attention from the community and the community was much smaller, as you know, back then. Oh, yes. So it was like, it was really very exciting, but I felt a lot of pressure because, you know, The Crucible, it's a really well-known play and Abigail is a, you know, a very well-known character. And so whenever you play characters, I think that are kind of iconic in a way or well-known, there's, there's definitely a level of pressure. So I felt that. For sure. Is that, a, is that a particularly fond memory for me, for you, or have so many other things? Because you've done so many other things, including playwriting and directing. It, 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 has it sort of diminished, or does that still stand out in your head as a as a particularly significant part of your life? You know, it's um, it's it's significant in some ways because it was so early. I remember Eileen Dugan played Elizabeth in the original. She, Fabulous. I mean, everybody in that cast. I was, was so great. starstruck. I mean, everybody in that. Manny Freed is Giles Corey. I mean, how perfect is that? Yes. But yeah, I mean, in a way that yeah, it was. It was now that like now that I'm thinking about it, it was a really really good experience because of the chance to get to work with so many amazing experienced Buffalo actors at that time. I mean, Jack Hunter, Rosalind Kramer. What a terrific cast. Yeah. Well, listen, dear, thank you so much for joining yeah, me here no today. Problem. I'm going to talking to you. And you know what? I really enjoy listening to your, your podcast. I often do it when I'm doing just sort of light chores. Around. But I've learned so much about some people that I didn't like things that I didn't know. So this thing has kept me sane. And I, plus I've met all these interesting people, not just people like you who I've known for so long, but, People I'd never yeah. met before. It, it, it. I know. I know. Listen, dear, you have a good day. Thanks so much. Hey, I'll talk you, to you. Peter. I hope I see you soon. I know. It was lovely talking to you. Have a good day, kiddo. Thanks, you too. Lisa Vitrano, and that was recorded several months ago. I don't know if you can tell that from the interview or not, but I don't think it makes that much difference. And hey, make sure you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, the very, very end, because then I'm going to give you some information that you've probably been wondering about. What is this ticking clock business? Listen to the very, very, very end, and maybe you'll find out. So now let me tell you a little bit about the big interview we've got coming up next. George P. Toss was originally scheduled to be the interviewee on this episode of RLTP's Off-Road. Well, George is a very busy man, and, and so you know what he does? He hooks me up with Jennifer O'Neill, his partner, and along with their other partner, Kevin Callahan, who does not appear in this interview. Uh, the three of them are partners at Buffalo Film Works. So I had a lovely time talking with Jennifer O'Neill, and then all of a sudden, George Pitas shows up for about the last third of the interview, and I had a lovely time talking to him, too, and uh, Kevin didn't show up. <laughs> he wasn't invited, but you know what? He's very busy, too. So get ready to learn a lot and really enjoy an interview with Jennifer O'Neill and George Pitas over there at Buffalo Filmworks. And Jennifer, your position there at Buffalo Filmworks is what? I'm the CFO. I handle all the financials and everything. And your connection to George goes way back or were you just a recent? Have you been with him since the beginning or is this or are you just joining with the gang? Nope, I'm one of the owners. Um, 
the owners are myself, George Pete Dossing, Kevin Callahan. Mm-hmm. I have known George for 10, 15 years, maybe. Wow. Um, I have other businesses with him. I know Kevin because he went to high school with my brother. So I've known Kevin even longer. So were you part of this project from the very beginning? Yes. Or did you find it and say, I've got a great idea? <laughs> I found the property. Um, I bought out the properties through a foreclosure sale. And George partnered with me on that deal to buy out the mortgage. And then I called Kevin and said, I don't know what to do with these buildings. <laughs> well, then whose idea was it to say, I know what we can do with them. Let's make Buffalo the uh, film capital of Western New York. It was Kevin's. We, we started operating. We had all the buildings um, leased out to commercial tenants. Mm-hmm. And the film commissioner came by one day and said, listen, I have this movie here. They need some space. Do you guys have any space to rent? It was The Adventures of Wolf Boy. Yes. They paid us up front. We rented them space. Then Purge 4 came through. They needed space. The film commissioner brought them by again. And uh, the one individual that was involved on Purge 4 told Kevin that, you know, we should really make this into a soundstage. And we had no idea what a soundstage was, you know, so we started looking into it. None of you had been in the business before. Oh, no. This was a completely new venture for you. Yeah. My background is in tax and finances. George's background is in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. And Kevin used to do um, demolition and environmental cleanup. Yes. So... We had a movie come through Bashira. We built a green screen for like a 70 foot green screen. They shot the whole film at Buffalo Filmworks. Wow. And from there, we, we just started looking into it, figuring out what needed to be done. And we started to rehab the building and started building out dressing rooms, office spaces. And then A Quiet Place came to town. And once they came, we went full throttle. We finished stage one, stage two. We put in all the company switches. We put in all the soundproofing that was needed to make it a soundstage. You know, redid all the floors, brought in all the electrical that was needed, sprinklers, everything. So the the film commissioner, is that still Clark? I can't remember. Tim Clark, yep. Yep. How did he come to you and say, or was he just looking around for people who had big empty buildings? And how did he come to you and say, we need somebody who has space and I know you have space? Is that how that worked? Or I believe he was looking around just for large empty buildings. Wow. Tim Clark and Rich Wall have been absolutely wonderful. I mean, they're a huge asset to the community of Buffalo, especially the film community. Yes, I've you heard. Know, they go above and beyond to bring these productions here to Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, and having such wonderful people like them in the film commission representing Buffalo it really helps to bring these larger productions here because they, they really bend over backwards. And so does the community for all these productions coming in. I mean, how many places are going to shut down a bridge like Grand Island for <laughs> a movie? Right. Not well, many cities are, are not going to do that. Right. Or the, or the 33 expressway so that they can film the Teenage Mutant Ninjas in the middle of the night. Yeah. So who did, did you find advice? Because all the changes that you've made since then, mm-hmm. did you find, is there somewhere that you can go and say, we need advice about what needs to be done to make this a world-class uh, sound studio? Because you said yourself, you knew nothing about about film or sound studios. Where do you go to get that kind of advice about what kind of electrical connections you need and that sort of thing? The productions, basically. Um, the ones coming in, they say to you, we need this, this, and this? Yeah, and that basically what A Quiet Place did. They said, listen, we need this, this, this. Can you do it? We're like, yeah, we can do it. 
<laughs> tell us what you need and we'll get it done. You know, then they come in, they say, we need this, this, this. Okay. We have a production right now. And for this production, you know, we had stage three. It was not finished. Mm-hmm. It was not a stage. It was just empty space. I've seen the pictures. Yes. For this production, we completely stripped out the building. We stripped out everything, soundproof the whole place, brought in all the company switches. I mean, now we know what to do. Mm-hmm. We brought in all the company switches, leveled out the floor for them, um, did everything that was needed. And a lot of times the productions, when they come into, they have a list of items of things that need to be done. Yes. We get those done. You know, once they're done once, they never need to be done again. So Right. So you've actually transformed the buildings according to other people's specs. And now that makes the buildings more desirable. You know, this is a rolling thunder sort of thing. Correct. Now that you've gotten on the roll for this, do you now have someone there who is... Who's your expert? Or is it all three of you? Well, George has a degree in architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his background too. Kevin knows construction. That's his background. And I take care of paying all the bills. <laughs> you're, you're in charge of all the money. Yeah. Okay. So the, the first big one that, well, the first one you had come through was Wolfboy? Yeah. So they, Adventures uh, of Wolfboy just rented space from us. Mm-hmm. Then we had The Purge. Yes. Four. And is that the one where you started had to start making changes to the building and changes to the architecture and bringing in uh, various electrical uh, supplies and so on? Not too much. They just they rented space from us, but they did shoot a couple scenes. But it was um, one of the members of Purge mm-hmm. who told us, you know, if you put this building in New York City or L.A., it'd be a soundstage. He goes, you guys should really do it. Wow. You know, before we built the stages, any production that came to town they could only shoot on location. They could never film the whole movie start to finish in Buffalo right. because there was no qualified soundstage to shoot on. Right, because Buffalo is usually an architectural gem and people are looking right. at the at the outdoor, the, the exteriors and saying, we can use this, we can use that and so on, but there's no place to actually film interior things. And it, Correct. Uh, can you explain to anyone, because I know you've learned by now, what is the definition of a soundstage? Basically, it's just a blank slate for any production to come in and make whatever they want. I mean, I don't know if you um, saw the first movie at Quiet Place, you know, they rebuilt those scenes in our warehouse. You know, they built, you know, they'll build houses inside our, of our warehouse. So the soundstage is, it's basically just a clean slate. They come in and they make their magic happen. You know, you have to have soundproofing, you know, you got to have all the electrical, brought in you got to have particular switches and things like that to be able to handle the amount of electricity that the production uses mm-hmm. um you know the hvac systems and all that we had to make a lot of upgrades to the hvac system for covid regulations sure we're building an outdoor patio currently for covid so that people can have an area to eat outdoors because you know they feed the cast and crew while they're there mm-hmm. we're relocating our cafeteria from upstairs to downstairs to allow for more spacing per the COVID uh, restrictions. We put in showers, you know, every bathroom has a shower for the casting crew. We're at 370 Babcock Street. We're right next to the Seneca Babcock Community Association. Okay, okay. So you're, you're like really in the heart of the city. Yes. What are the difficulties in soundproofing? Because most warehouses, of course, they're just, you know, they're just four walls and a roof and they're very thin walls often. That must have been very challenging to make because a sound studio needs to needs to have absolute silence, really. Well, the way the buildings are built, 
our roof is concrete, so that basically stops all the sound on the the roof level. And then the sides, we have foam installed. They're they're all spray foamed. I'm not sure how many inches thick it is, mm-hmm. but it's also and then it's covered with a fire retardant paint, and it's all it's all black. So it's about maybe three or four inches thick. Wow. And it's the whole entire building. So stage one and stage two are each about 20,000 square feet. So those are all completely soundproofed. We also had to put in garage doors, roll-up doors. They drive all the semi-trucks in. Mm-hmm. Nightmare Alley was here in January. They used our space. They shot all on location in Buffalo for the architecture, but they built all the sets at our soundstage. I don't know if you saw the photos of all the old cars they had. All yes, the I did. old cars were kept inside our warehouse. You know, everything was prepped inside um, Buffalo Filmworks. It was their hub. And then every day they would go out from Buffalo Filmworks. When these production companies contacted you and said, we need this, this, and this, did they also have a list of providers who were specialists in, for example, soundproofing and electrical? And then when you ask somebody for soundproofing in Buffalo, is there someone here who knows, who has that kind of skill? Here's how you provide six inches of soundproofing or whatever, or is there somebody who's an expert in that? Yes, there is a guy we have. He comes in, I think he's a couple hours outside of Buffalo. He's not particularly in here, but he is also doing a lot of the work and the spray foam work over at our stage four that we've begun construction on as well. Well, There's a stage four now. Yes. It's 80,000 square feet. Holy cow. And we started construction on it probably December. Maybe we've been um, working on the plans for a long time, getting all our permits. So Yes, stage four is going to be 80,000 square feet, and construction has started on it. Jennifer, can you define for me the differences between the stages? Like, what would stage one be special, especially used for, as opposed to two, three, or four? Is it, all, is it all just size differences? Like, do they all have green screen, or you only use green screen in, in stage two, or whatever? Can you go through them one at a time? And I've been to the website, I've seen the pictures, but I'm not sure how you explain the difference between them. So stage one and stage two is around um, 20,000 square feet. And each one of those are used for building sets. Stage one is where our green screen was. Um, We did take it down because a quiet place needed us to take it down because they needed the additional space. I see. You also have construction facilities within there. They're building the sets as well. Yes. It's really full features. It, everything that you, painting and everything is done in in these places. Correct. Stage one had the green screen, but now that was removed? Or, or it, was, it was taken down. It's in storage right now. Um, Quiet Place 2 needed the space. So what Quiet Place 2 did was they began construction. They were building on stage one and stage two. Mm-hmm. Then they started shooting on stage two. We closed off the doors in between stage one and stage two because every, we have special soundproof doors. So they continued construction on stage one, started shooting on stage two. When stage two was done shooting, then they started shooting on stage one. So, and we, I'm not sure how high it is to the top of the roofs, but we have a huge span from the floor up to the roofs, which helps a lot, you know, with the electrical grids and stuff. I see. Stage three is around 8,000 square feet and it's about four stories high. Wow. The production that is there now they needed stage three because of the height, because of a particular scene they have to shoot. They needed the height from the floor to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So when they said they needed it, we said, all right, well, if you're going to use it, we'll finish it. We never had anyone that was going to use it before. Yeah. So we, we finished it for them. And then stage four is going to be 80,000 square feet. So stage four would be ideal if you had a, like a chase scene with a car, if you had to shoot on a city block, maybe like a series would come in. It's large enough to do 
an outdoor scene. Yes. Indoors. Yes. I'm trying to get a perspective on what 80,000 square feet. It sounds, it sounds like a lot to me. <laughs> Can you put it in layman's terms? What 80,000 square feet is like? I think it's three or four football fields long. <laughs> I'm not positive. My partners would know more. Of oh, that's that okay. Stuff, that's okay. It's, it's pretty long. And can you explain for the layman, I'm going to pretend that I know what I'm talking about, and I kind of understand green screen technology, but for those listening who don't really understand what a green screen does, it allows you to, and correct me, please, it allows you to film up against a, a just a plain green, it's almost a luminescent green background, but the camera doesn't really see the green, and then they can fill it in with CGI, with computer-generated imagery afterwards, anything they want behind it. Yep. And for this to be such a giant green screen uh, availability that you have there, it opens the doors to, to almost anything. Yep. So did I, did I say that fairly accurately? Yeah. That, you know, there's a movie coming out soon. It's called Bashira. Mm -hmm. That movie takes place in Japan, but it was shot in Buffalo, New York at Buffalo Filmworks. Wow. Well, they went to Japan to get aerial scenes and things like that. Do a couple of exteriors. Sure. So like they built a house they pick the house up and put it right in front of the green screen and the house will be in Japan, but it was shot in Buffalo, New York. Why do people want to come here? What's the advantage of having Buffalo be the center of this, of Buffalo film work? So why is it suddenly so desirable since it's not the architecture? So New York state has a tax credit of 25% for below the line expenses that the production can get. There is also a 10% bump on post-production that happens in the Western New York area. Mm -hmm. Buffalo is very close to, you know, major cities, close to New York City, is close to Toronto. We have all four seasons. We have the architecture. They do shoot a lot on location. We also have the lake. Okay. You know, it's very convenient, everything we have here. And everyone in Buffalo, the whole community, you know, bends over backwards to help everybody. When Paramount Studios first came in here for A Quiet Place 2, they said, we want the parking lot repaped. I said, okay but we don't want anyone here when we're here. So you can only do it on a Saturday or a Sunday. I'm like, well, <laughs> asphalt plants aren't open on a Saturday or a Sunday to get the yes. asphalt. Yes. I reached out to um, a local vendor in Buffalo and he said, I own the asphalt plant. Don't worry. I'll take care of you guys. Wow. He came out, got it done for us, but that's, you know, the good thing about Buffalo. And there must be, well, I'm not asking for fee structures or anything like that, but it has to be cheaper to film here than it would be in any similar f facility in New York or Chicago or LA. Am I wrong about that? No, you're, it's, it's, it's a lot cheaper to shoot here compared to New York and LA. Not only that, it's, it's easier for them to get around. You know, when you're in New York oh. and you have to shut down a street, it involves six different politicians, six different permits. <laughs> you know, here, everybody knows everyone. There's so much more space and freedom to move around. It, it just, it, it makes, you know, the guys in charge of transportation, it makes their job easier. There's less work they have to do. It's less expensive. Um, it's just, it's their, their dollar goes a lot further here in Buffalo. And I think in the people really work with the um, productions to get everything done that they need to get done. You know, it's, it's very difficult when you're trying to shoot on a, a street in New York city and you got to bring six tractor trailers. <laughs> there, there, there's right. nowhere to go you know right. if it works they can just park it we have all the space available for them is the access to the uh, to the whole area e is it easily accessible interstates and so on and so forth there are, are there are a lot of back roads that you have to navigate to get to the the studios 
No, we're right off the thruway. It's, it's super simple. It's a straight, you know, 10, 10, 15 minutes from the airport, five, 10 minutes from downtown Buffalo. You know, you can get out to Hamburg, hop on the Skyway. It's super simple. It's super accessible too, which is a really nice advantage of the studios as well, in regards to the location. And I'm sure you don't have these figures either, but maybe you can guess. But a film like A Quiet Place, which is probably the biggest of the uh, of the big names that you have had recently, and you probably have things coming in that you can't even talk about. But when a film like A Quiet Place, for example, A Quiet Place 2 comes into town, how many people are we talking about that are brought into the area to stay at our hotels, to, to eat at our restaurants, and so on? There was around 300 people on the set of A Quiet Place 2. The good thing now is that the more and more the film industry builds in Buffalo, the more and more they can hire a local. Mm. And they're, it's developing the talent in Buffalo and it's developing the film community. So they don't have to bring people from out of town as much. We had people who worked on A Quiet Place 2 that were just thanking us for building Buffalo Filmworks because of the amount of overtime they were able to get on the film. Yes. Allowed them to save up the money to put down a down payment on a house. Wow. I mean, it really, it, it really changed their lives. I think the biggest client that the hotels in Buffalo had when Quiet Place 2 here was paramount for the summer. I, I think they they had something like 30,000 hotel rooms or something. I, I don't remember exactly, but I know, I think the figure was they ended up spending about $14 million in local businesses in the area. That's amazing. And they're here for a decent amount of time as well. Yeah, Quiet Place was here from March until end of September. And when we talk about local hires, when you talk about local hires, we're not just talking about actors, although a good friend of mine did have a, have a role in A Quiet Place, too. But you're not just talking about actors. You're talking about film crew, the people around here who can do everything from lights and, well, there are a whole list of tech roles that are also hireable right from the city. Yeah. I mean, if, if you watch any movie and you watch the credits. Thousands of names. <laughs> yeah, the actors and actresses are, are 10 to 15 people. You know, for every actor and actress you see, you know, there's 15 people just assigned to that individual. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um, extremely skilled artisans, construction people, hair and makeup, food vendors, chefs, people making the costumes, people doing the hair and makeup, people who are building the sets and construction, people who are doing the electric and grid work. There's all... There's yeah, the the crew is is huge. And those people are available right here in Buffalo. There are people here who who can do that, who have not just stage experience but also f- film experience. And that that just brings up an interesting question, craft services, which is for those who don't understand, that's the people who bring in food and so on for film crews and so on, not just snacks but whole whole meals. Is that something that is provided by Buffalo Filmworks or do they usually bring their own people in for that? It will be provided by Buffalo Filmworks in the really? next movie that is yes, Buffalo Filmworks. We've set up a partnership with a catering company as well as a local restaurant that we're going to have bring their food trucks down and we will be working on providing the craft services as you know George Pitas's experiences in restaurant and food so we will be offering that um, as an additional service. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what was George's restaurant experience before this? George's family owns Athens. Okay. He also owned um, Doffs of Orchard Park. Oh, really? Yes. That's right in my neighborhood. I I live in Hamburg, and I've been to Doffs and Orchard Park several times. We all live in Hamburg. We're all... Really? Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, what are your next priorities in in terms of... You said stage four, I believe, is what you're working on next? Yes, we're working on trying to secure um, financing for stage four. 
that's a building that exists there right now, but has, oh, George has entered. Let me, let me admit George. So let's see if he comes in. Oh, there he is. You must be George Pitas. My apologies. That's okay, George. I've had a lovely conversation with Jennifer. Okay. She told me a lot of stuff. We were just getting to the point where we were talking about what's what's the next priority for Buffalo Filmworks. What's next on your agenda? And uh, Jen was starting, but maybe you can also pick yeah. up on it. And she was talking about stage four and how that is a, an existing building, but it has not been turned into a studio yet. Right. Yeah, we're doing a rehab on the building right now, uh, working on the structural elements, repairing the roof. And once that's done, you know, it's a it's not it's not that complicated. It's uh, we have to add electricity, enough power for, uh, you know, what they require for the productions. Okay. Uh, we have to do the soundproofing on the inside and uh, we're, we're coating the outside. We're putting a new shell on the outside as well to keep it waterproof and watertight. And, you know, that that's about it. So the whole thing that's amazes me about all of this as Jen was explaining that none of this was intended from the from the get-go you just you had these buildings and you yeah. weren't quite sure what to do with them right and then you were approached by Tim Clark or from somebody mm -hmm. uh, from the Buffalo Film uh, Group yeah we have some people who need some big spaces yeah. and all of a sudden you've got this incredible business yeah it was actually when they approached Kevin and said that they needed just some some space to store some props. <laughs> it was really just you know uh, a little you know storage deal. You know, and, and then they came in, they looked, and they said, you yeah. know, we could do something with this. Yeah, they came in, they looked, and you know, they made the comment. You know, you have you have to ask Kevin for the specific you know conversation, but I understand it as they said, you know, this is an impressive space. And then they was then they started to talk. They knew the producers from uh, the movie The Purge. Mm -hmm. They mentioned it to him. And they, they, they're like, they agree. They're like, this is, this is the soundstage material right here. And I'm finding this so fascinating because you mentioned, they mentioned it to the, the producers from The Purge, and the guy says, oh, yeah, you know what? Let's go to Buffalo. And that's, yeah. that's the part that's so amazing. I was asking Jen, why is Buffalo such a suddenly desirable place for these? And, and obviously the expense, the, the ease of getting around and so on and so forth yep. has, to be, has to be better. But... It's not something that was that was planned. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And, and Buffalo just turns out to be a very convenient location that has all the amenities they need. We have, you know, just the city of Buffalo, comparing it to New York City, mm -hmm. obviously not the same size and scale, but, you know, you could find the right buildings and the right angles and the right streets to mimic New York City. I see. To mimic any city. Uh, we had a movie shot here called, what was that? What was that uh, cop movie? Crown uh, Vic. Yeah, Crown Vic. Oh, Crown Crown Vic, yeah. yeah but that was, you know, it, it takes place in the streets of Los Angeles. And the convenience of Buffalo, just just the, you know, the, the, the convenience of Buffalo, being able to navigate the streets with all the movie trucks, being able to, like, get to anywhere you need to get, you know, be to New York City and back, you know, even if you were driving in a day's time. Mm -hmm. And again, this, this, uh, Jen says she was the one who acquired this space to begin with or who knew of, yeah, uh, of the, and, yeah. and so you get it and you have no idea what to do with it. Yeah. It was an investment, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, an investment in empty buildings. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and, and now I, it's I, wonderful. I simply asked to, to just be able to put some money into the investment, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I smart tried. move. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's the funny thing is, uh, you know, talking to Jennifer, it's, uh, 
you know, she didn't even know where the property was, even after she purchased it, mm-hmm. like physically to drive there, which was, I thought was <laughs> kind of interesting. <laughs> this might be it. Let's make a turn here. It might be over here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Kevin does not. Kevin lives a couple doors from my parents and not very far from me. So I would be like, let me follow you home. I don't, <laughs> I don't know home. how to get to the Skyway from here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, he takes the back roads, you know, and then goes because out to Hamburg and yeah, yeah. shoots out towards the lake. So now oh, I know. Now you know. Yeah. Now I, I know. And this is this has become your full time job for all three of you. No, we all have other businesses and other jobs that we're running. You know, this is kind of just like a labor of love that we've been trying to build for the city of Buffalo. You know, to bring all these amazing things into Buffalo. We're just trying to help create and grow the industry here, you know, grow the local, grow the local talent. It's huge for Buffalo. We're all born and raised in Buffalo and we're just, you know, this is something that's great for the community and that's basically why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, You know, this is not our, we don't live off of this company. We mm -hmm. all have other jobs. We, We do this on top of our other jobs as, as well. It's like everybody else in theater in Buffalo. You all have to have real real jobs are yeah. you uh, jennifer you say you're local uh, george were you are, are you a local guy right from the right from the get-go oh yeah born and raised west Seneca. i live in hamburg now and... you live in hamburg too yes jennifer was just saying yeah. that that you know we, we all live in hamburg mm-hmm. uh, and and you were involved in some other uh new source funding yeah that's a, a canadian group is it not no 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 that that's here that's 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 our company uh it's I'm partnered with Jennifer here, and uh, uh, this it's a funding company. We fund businesses with working capital. Okay, all right. So this is another another thing you've you've all got your 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 fingers in this. And what is Kevin? Was that the other one? Kevin Callahan. Yeah. What does he do? Kevin Callahan. He owns he, right now. He owns the Buffalo China Building. Okay. And yeah, and he manages that. He he has the the place you know fully leased out and. Uh, in addition to that, he owns a, uh, his wife, him and his wife. Uh, I don't know the ownership. You can't quote me on this, but uh, I, it might I be his wife that owns it. It's a it's a vodka distillery. So they're manufacturing vodka. Oh, cool! It's called Yoga Pants Vodka. They yeah. do vodka. <laughs> they do Krupnik. Yeah. Um, they have a gin. <laughs> yoga pants? Did you say? Yoga yes. pants vodka. It's a, <laughs> a higher end vodka. It's really- I, I, I don't I can't, can't imagine, but I certainly am willing to try it. <laughs> in the movie Crown Vic, there's a scene where the police officers go into a, like a like a Seven Eleven or something. Yes. The vodka on the shelves is yoga pants vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I we wish I'd known that before placement. I see it, before yeah. I, I'd seen it. Uh, <laughs> that's very cool. I just have a couple of real quick questions. At the beginning, were there were there any major obstacles to when 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 Tim Clark came to you and said we're going to you know we have people who look need some storage and so on, and then the idea is is planted by these producers that this could be a studio. Were there any major obstacles that you had to overcome in in developing this into a film studio? Well, it's very hard, us not being developers, being able to put together the funds and the financing to be able to do something like this. You know, it's obviously, it's not cheap and oh, no. um, it requires a lot of upfront investment. You know, most people, you're a developer or something, you have relationships with banks, you can go and do whatever, you know, it, it's pretty difficult to present to a bank, an empty building with no revenue. Right. 
right. a, an idea pre-revenue. And also to, you know, it's not like we're saying, oh, we're going to build apartments. We're going to do this. Nobody knew what a soundstage was. Right. The, the other things are known commodities. Here you've got an empty building and you say, this is what the vision is. And I'm sure they must have looked at you like yeah. you're a little bit nuts. But we, we were able to work. In the beginning, we've been working with um, Alden State Bank. Yes, you it, mentioned them, right. They've been wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's great. So they've, they're, they're a really great bank to work with. They've been behind us. They've supported us. They've helped us to get to the point where we are right now. So they've been um, really, really helpful, really wonderful. Oh, because I can understand. I can understand three strangers walk in the door and say, we want to build a film studio. And they say, well, what do you know about it? You say nothing. And what's your yeah. experience in it? You say nothing. nothing. And I said, what do you need? We said, we don't know yet. And yeah. it's, <laughs> okay, yeah, here's a home. few million dollars. Go ahead, run with it. <laughs> they've been they, they've been wonderful. They've just been super easy to deal with anytime we've had another need for something. The president there, Jack Hobel, he's just been um, extremely supportive, willing to work with us and help yeah. us. Yeah, they've been really great. What has surprised you most about this venture? that you started into blindly and really didn't know, you know, what road you were going to go down. What, what's what been the biggest surprise? Either one of you. How much drains and sprinklers cost? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The cost of rehabbing old Jennifer buildings. from the Jennifer from the, always from the monetary side. Yeah. yeah she's a CFO. So <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. We try spending money and she keeps us from doing it. So <laughs> Well, she hasn't kept you from doing much because this place is spectacular yeah. from the from the, what I saw on the website. By the way, what is the name of the website? Uh, so I get it right, buffalofilmworks.com. Dot com. That's all there is to it, right? That's all there is to it. Okay. Stage three that we had need to update those photos. That's the stage that we just yeah. completed. I posted some photos on Facebook and stuff. But, yeah, um, the pictures of stage three look like it's just, uh, it, it could be the interior of the Colonel F.G. Ward right. pumping plant right. because there's just things on the yeah. wall. You, you don't you know. see the new pictures, it's, it's night and day. Uh, I'll get some over to you. They, um, was it A Quiet Place too? didn't they shoot at the pumping plant? or? They, they, they at Buffalo back. Yeah, so then they, they recreated that at the soundstage. Yeah. So when it comes out in May, you'll be able to see a lot of, a lot of that. Yeah. They use one of the structures on our property as a stage set. So, uh, we have another, uh, small building, uh, that's just like worse. It's the worst of all three, I think, but they <laughs> use it because it fit in perfect with, with their look. Mm -hmm. But eventually, um, we have plans to rehab that building, put in some apartments, more office space, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a catering area as well, too. So the, the Buffalo Filmworks is going to include more than just big empty spaces for, for studios. It's going to include office space. It's going to include perhaps live-in space I, I, instead of yeah. just, I mean, there are always trailers in the lot from actors and whomever, but yeah. you're talking about actual live-in space as well? Yes. We're, we're, uh, the plans right now are for three apartments. You know, maybe like the producer could rent the apartment when they're there. That way they can be on set all the time. Because a lot of the, you know, the shooting hours sometimes are really crazy. So um, we are going to be putting in hopefully three apartments in this front building, as well as there's going to be um, production space as well that the production companies can rent from us. We currently do have about six offices right now, but they need more space. They do. They do. And George, what we, we understand what Jennifer does. Mm -hmm. because it's easy to understand a person who holds the purse strings, <laughs> right. who's keeping all the rest of you under control. I'm sure yeah. you, you need her desperately. Uh, yeah. But w how would you define what your 
not day to day because you obviously have other things going on. Yeah. But what what activities do you focus on the most? Just general, just general oversight of you know, uh, ISIS Kevin, and just the general build out of you know the the different areas and the improvements on the property and the construction aspect of construction, it. Construction, yeah, and the design. You know, I designed I designed a lot of the spaces in there, the dressing rooms and the wardrobe areas, and so just in general overseeing you know the whole project. And who has the who is the most involved in actually speaking to producers who have a need for space, who who get in contact with you? You say, okay, go talk to Jennifer, or go talk to Kevin, or go it's talk all, it's to. It's all of us combined. I think uh, it's all of us combined. We and we tend to talk to uh, different people in different areas. You know, I'll be dealing with the construction people and you know the set deck people, and Jen, Jen uh, you know pretty much manages talking with the producers as far as the, you know, the, the fees, I'm sure. Fees and everything. Yeah. Yeah. She's not only keeping track of how much money you spend, but how much right. money you're going to have available to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> spend. You know, so so it, it's, it's a good dynamic. We work well together. Oh, well this, this is fantastic. I, I really am going to come over there and, and look around one of these days. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've all been locked up for 12 months mm-hmm. uh, well, or more. And I, I would just love to get out and, and check it out. I really appreciate you joining me today. I hope people under, go to your website and understand what an incredible asset you have brought, unwittingly or not, yeah. uh, to Buffalo because this is going to this is going to be huge. Yeah. I just feel like it's going to be it's going to be. I think it already is huge, but it it's going to get huger. There's the next thing you know, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel's going to be here. One of the um, one of the people that was on the production of Quiet Place too. She mm-hmm. was the producer, one of the high up execs on. Was it Avengers? It was Avengers or, Endgame. It was the most recent yeah. Avengers. Endgame, Endgame, of course. Yeah, yeah. And they so saw stage four, and they saw stage four, and their eyes popped open, and <laughs> you know they they were they were truly impressed by the size and, and scope of that building. And, and you know, know that they could they could do. Uh, oh, the wheels were turning. I'm sure. Exercise production there. Yeah, I'm sure they were thinking yeah. because anybody who's seen Marvel Cinematic Universe films understands yeah. that they're on a huge, a grand yeah. scale, and yeah. and even with a green screen, all you need the space you for the space. Depth. Yeah, this building is big enough to you know. Uh, you know, build out, you know, uh, the facade of a full city block or a couple city blocks. It's, it's absolutely it's just huge. Thanos himself could be here. You, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's been a delight meeting you guys. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Jennifer, yeah. especially because you put up with me through the whole first half of this <laughs> and, and George, I'm sure you were, you had something very important that you were taking yeah. care of. That's going to bring even more glory to the great city of Buffalo. <laughs> and maybe I'll see you around Hamburg sometime. Both of you guys. Right, sounds good. Take care. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye thank now. you. Thank you. Bye. Yes. Yes. I know it's a kind of a cliched metaphor and there's a tunnel and it's dark and it's a moment of darkness and there's a light that, oh, never mind. So how about that, huh? Buffalo Film Works. Buffalo is becoming well known, well known for being a movie town, for being a place where they can get movies made and multiple stages and all sorts of equipment and all sorts of everything you could ever want is available here in Buffalo. And at a price that you can't have anywhere else. It's... Uh-oh. Where's that heaviness I promised? Oh, there it is. A little rock guitar. 
And then back to the theme. So here's another little tease. Coming up late in June, perhaps July, there's going to be a special series of podcasts all about Buffalo. And it's about something that's very, very dear to my heart, and I hope your heart as well. And I have basically put this together with the help of several friends that you will hear more about. Steve Cishan, Ron Emke, Tony Chase. That's going to be in July. That's all I want to tell you about it right now. I know it's a bit of a tease, but trust me, it'll be worth it. But that's a few months away yet, fortunately, because I'm still desperately trying to piece this thing together and see how to make it work the best for all of us. In the meantime, I will be back in two weeks with another great regular interview with another very familiar guy. And I think it's someone you'll really be interested to hear from. You don't hear from him very often, but this guy is very important in Buffalo theater and around the local music scene. So tune in in a couple of weeks here on RLTP's Off-Road with me, Pete Pomisano.